ಶ್ರವಣಂ ಮನನಂ ನಿಧಿಧ್ಯಾಸನಂ ಲಿಸನ್ ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಬ್ಸಾರ್ಬ್ ಡಿಯರ್ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ಸಾಯಿರಾಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಅವರ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಇನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಎ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಬೈ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ಲೇಡ್ ಇನ್ ಸ್ಮಾಲ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫಾಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಈಚ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಎ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕಷನ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಟೇಕನ್ ಟು ರಿಫ್ಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಮೆಸೇಜ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಎ ಸೆಗ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸಾಯಿಸ್ ಥರ್ಸ್ಡೇ ಲೈವ್ ಹೋಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ಸಾಯಿ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರೇಮ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಥರ್ಸ್ಡೇ ಎಟ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಥರ್ಟಿ ಪಿ ಎಂ ಓನ್ಲಿ ಆನ್ ಏಷ್ಯಾ ಸ್ಟ್ರೀಮ್ ಆಫ್ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಸಾಯಿ ಗ್ಲೋಬಲ್ ಹಾರ್ಮನಿ ಟುಡೇಸ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ವಾಸ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಬ್ರಾಡ್ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈವ್ ಆನ್ ಸೆವೆಂತ್ ಏಪ್ರಿಲ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಟೇಕನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಸ್ಟಡಿ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರೋಗ್ರಾಮ್ ಆರ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸೀರೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕೋರ್ಸಸ್ ಡೆಲಿವರ್ಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಸಮರ್ ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇಂಡಿಯನ್ ಕಲ್ಚರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಾಲಿಟಿ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ನೈನ್ಟಿ most loving pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet dear listeners we welcome you to this week's shravanam mananam nirdhyasanam as always this is prem from team radio sai with sai prakash the 1991 summer course series is what we are going through and we are in the third discourse we fairly midway in that discourse a very very profound discourse and uh, definitely it's it's probably drawing out the best we can think of and the best we can come up with and it's been a very very challenging discourse it's just going to get even more profound and that's the beauty because in most discourses as profound as uh, it is in the beginning and in the middle towards the end the way swami ends it gives us a beautiful picture of what is the direct take home lesson from that and we are more than waiting to get to that part of the discourse so to go through this discourse again and to probably summarize what we've gone through the last couple of weeks let's ask sarprakash to join us sairam sarprakash sairam prem yes i don't know what you mean by the word profound but uh, <laughs> we, uh, definitely it is difficult to comprehend <laughs> it's right absolutely i mean everything is profound but uh, this portion it really kept your mind uh, engaged <laughs> i would say right, absolutely i mean as i was just telling you it's it's such a wonder to even think that somebody could come up with these things you know even exactly. these simple understandings of right. uh, the different uh, uh, roles of the mind mm. and how these concept actually beyond the mind and then the mind is able to come up with uh, these explanations that's why they say that kashchid diraha they said somebody who is absolutely courageous only he can actually take up this quest for reality it's not for the weak minded people Mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> you know this discourse especially has uh, really opened a, a totally new dimension of our understanding it's almost that tatvamasi that's the name of this chapter so you find elements of tat being discussed and you find elements of tvam being discussed so how do this tat and tvam how are they one so i think that is the gist of this entire chapter so when you say tat and when you say tvam what are the two things uh, i think in the beginning of the discourse swami said tat is like um, the senses and the mind and tvam is the divinity is, is the atman so how do you relate the senses and the mind and the physical body with all these limitations as i would call them how would you relate that to tvam so i think that's what this 
chapter is all about right and when you say asi you know in one point swami says it's the mind that connects the body and the, the exactly. atma you know, exactly the most gross is the body the most subtle is the atman and the mind which connects it so in many ways that asi or that state in which you are mm-hmm. depending on where it is is it closer to the body is it closer in uh, association with the body or is it trying to free itself in its association with the mind with the atman that's what defines that asi and that's what defines each one of us as as a personality do we believe more that we are the body do we at least have the slightest realization that probably we are not the body right we are greater than that in fact uh, was talking to arvin we were discussing with the other program mm-hmm. he was telling about a discourse in which swami very beautifully he says you know what is the goal of human life mm-hmm. and uh, of course uh, being tutored in swami's discourses i think we all would say that the goal of human life is to realize that we are divine whatever it is mm-hmm. but swami was saying that at any point in time there are two purposes or there are two uh, goals which you strive for mm-hmm. one is to protect your body is mm-hmm. it one is to protect this life and the other is to go beyond the body Okay. Right. right. Swami was exactly. very beautifully you uh, know playing with words he said mm. one is dhanyam mm. the other is dhyanam. Beautiful. Is mm. it you, know, you have to sustain this body you have mm-hmm. to take care of this body at the same time do the contemplation which will take you beyond the body. Beyond too. the body. The body is required the body is needed for you to take the next step. This whole question of uh, what is this and what is that and um, who is it? that actually animates it motivates it conducts the whole show that has been kind of asked in the keno upanishad there were links to what we were discussing to the chandogya upanishad, upanishad right. so obviously i went back to swami's upanishad vahini and um, saw the link when we come to that part we'll discuss how uh, uddhalaka taught shweta ketu but you know by accident i skipped a few pages before that swami was speaking about the keno upanishad in the upanishad vahini so what struck me is there swami is beautifully describing what is this and what is that in fact keno upanishad gets its name because it starts with questions of who right who he says who impels the mind to alight on its objects enjoined by whom does the vital force proceed to function at whose behest men utter speech what intelligence indeed directs the eyes and ears so what he says is when we have these five senses you perceive a thing and you get the knowledge of that particular thing okay so you gain the knowledge through these five senses okay but on its own do the five senses uh, are they capable of getting knowledge no that what information is being perceived by the five senses has to be interpreted by the mind absolutely so the mind is what is subtler or more is greater than the senses and the mind takes that information and it processes it so once the mind processes it you know it's it's a way of saying that the mind actually goes out through the senses right it goes out through the mind it goes out to the eyes it goes out through the ears it goes out to the mouth and it f- becomes the object itself like suppose i am seeing this uh, mic in front of me the mind goes out through my eyes and forms the object it becomes the mic for me hmm so now the question is does the mind exist on its own okay 
so first the senses have to depend on the mind and the mind cannot exist on its own it has to depend on the atman so what swami says is this combination of mind and senses which are achetana which are you know non intelligent right how can they comprehend the chetana the supreme intelligence okay so very beautifully here swami is saying here a doubt arises okay this is the doubt is now the eyes are seeing the ears are hearing all this is happening is this directly due to the force of the atman or are they happening on their own the mind and the senses do they act on their own or is it because of the atman okay okay so we think that okay if everything is happening due to atman everything is happening due to atman this is also due to atman then how come the senses and the mind go astray when we say they go astray how do they happen how does it actually right. happen right then this beautiful analogy is given and um, swami says you know it's like the sun millions of things happen because of the sunlight mm-hmm. millions of things happen because of sunlight but the sun is not responsible for what all is happening so in the presence of the atman in the presence of the atmic power that tejas swami calls it tejas the power of the atma is tejas that spiritual power the senses work the mind works he says because of the atman they work but the atman is not responsible for what they do <laughs> okay in the presence of the atman so this clearly defines tat and tvam Right. So very beautifully, what is that tat? Tat is this body with senses, with mind, and tvam is that atman. So he says, what is the relation between this tat and tvam? And um, this was, you know, in the last paragraph of, um, you know, where Swami is describing that, he very beautifully sums it up in that uh, Upanishad Vahini. He says, the wonder is, the atma is inactive and without qualifications. Mm-hmm. The atma. it does not have qualifications it is he says it is that isness you know the atma is the atma cannot be defined by anything the atma defines everything so the senses cannot define the atma but the atma defines the senses that's how it is he says the wonder is the atma is inactive and without qualifications it does not get anything done with the manas or the senses remember they get activated by the very presence of the atma the rays of the sun are not aware of all the activity they invoke the atma is not responsible for the activity of the senses this is the teaching which was given by varuna to his son brigu in the kena upanishad mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i feel you know it it makes things so clear it says yes you are limited with a body with the senses with a mind at the same time you are atman how do you bridge the two right in fact uh, sami gives another beautiful analogy in, in a discourse you know mm-hmm. sami says how can you lift the rock on which you are standing exactly <laughs> right <laughs> that which is the basis of your uh, you know presence or your standing there how can you lift that exactly so how can the mind understand you know yeah. the atman you know in 1990 series right. so right. when you was talking about the mind is it it's like the thief Right. wearing the dress of a policeman and trying to catch himself absolutely <laughs> so like, you know i would often think that analogy with swami gives of course the uh, vedantic analogy of the mind as the mirror and swami would say that the three flaws the mind has 
you know that's actually the closest we can get to understanding it through worldly examples right because when you look at it you know some would say that you're not one but three mm. what others think you are and i would always have that confusion in that some when swami says your mind is what others think you are mm. i i would think probably should be the other way around the body should be what others think i am because that's the thing they see correct and i see the mind more than my body most mm. of the time you mm. know unless i'm standing in front of the mirror or you know the, attending to my body i'm not thinking of myself as the body i'm all the time actually with my mind right so it should be the other way around but if you bring this idea that you know the mind is a mirror mm. the mind is actually reflecting what is within which is the you know the true self or the mm. atman or whatever mm. and all the time we are only polishing this mirror or stabilizing this mirror correct and probably a jeevan mukta or a nyani is one mm. whose mind perfectly reflects the atman it's still not the atman whom you see in front of you exactly is only that mind perfectly reflecting the atman within and the more you reflect the more ele- evolved you are or elevated you are whatever it is very true and that's why swami would say probably you know what others think you are mm. is the mind because i always looking at your mind which reflects the uh, the truth within yeah in fact um, <laughs> another beautiful summary of this whole topic he says by the process of knowing other things can be known not knowledge itself because it is through knowledge that you try to know the knowledge is the basis right <laughs> so <laughs> it's a very interesting topic and you know swami gives this beautiful triangle in the the beginning of this discourse there are several layers as we discussed the body mind and soul then we have bhukti uh, mukti rakti jiva deva and prakriti right then swami went on to the relationship between om and soham yes om said. and soham right. and um, this is also very interesting because he says in deep sleep so splits into s and o hum splits into who and m and then so if s and who go off it becomes om again so that's how soham is actually becoming om there is no delusion that is created by the mind in deep sleep that's what it translates into in deep sleep you are not deluded by what the mind is doing and what the senses are feeding the mind <laughs> that's what it means and i think it's in that uh, upanishad vahini especially the chapter on chandokya upanishad where swami speaks about you know the difference when the life leaves the body mm-hmm. if you are realized and if you are not realized yes that that's part very is very beautiful very, because yeah. i think there swami says you know if mm. you've lived a life of material, uh, material life a worldly life right your life leaves out through your senses swami says exactly right and mm. on the contrary if you're a person who has understood what you are in the deep sleep state when awake right that one is what swami describes in this discourse mm. as you know soham becoming om if you are able to have that understanding when awake mm. swami says the the prana goes into the heart swami says right exactly the uh, hridaya akasha it goes into yes and from there the spinal cord and from the spinal cord it reaches the i think surya loka or something so, like that yeah through sushumna it goes to uh, to surya loka and yeah. then it goes to brahma loka right I mean when I was reading that I was wondering how did people come up with this you know how did they even find out you know something like this is happening yeah we, we are so used to you know just thinking this is me and just go ahead i mean what compelled them what drove them towards trying to find out the reality of existence right. and of course this last part of that discourse which we played uh, last week 
totally clueless but uh, just looking at that maybe a little bit of understanding we can get this is actually the dialogue between narada and sanat kumara sanat kumara's give this explanation to narada i can make a little more sense if i go reverse you know swami of course starts with by saying that uh, Uh, all that the knowledge that you gather mm-hmm. all that uh, scriptures which you read mm-hmm. and swami equates that to the degrees that you collect swami says it's all only a name correct so name is not important what is greater than name is of course is uh, the speech what is greater than speech is the mind mm. the last thing swami speaks about is is the principle of life prana you know, life force swami right. says right so looking at it that way swami is saying the most important thing is is to be alive because you know when whenever swami speaks about human birth swami says it's such a precious thing mm. it's such a precious birth to be born as a human so that is the basis of this entire understanding this process of understanding correct and you know many times when you look at uh, there a lot of people when you look at from our point of view you wonder they have nothing to live really purpose yeah probably mm. you know uh, somebody who is disabled mm-hmm. probably who lost every uh, dear one in the family mm. you have a lot of people like that mm. where there is that that desire to live is not there you know there's Correct. no worth for their life anymore mm. even those people they don't realize that you know swami would say that being born a human being forget about doing anything achieving anything right. just to be born a human being is so precious mm. and that's precisely what swami says the life force is the most important and then of course swami when you go back mm-hmm. swami says the the tejas that brilliance mm. that brilliance comes out of water swami says right yeah uh, so that brilliance is subtler than water is right. greater than water right going reverse is one way of looking at it but just to summarize what actually happens i think narada uh, after mastering all the 64 different uh, uh, forms of knowledge he is still not at peace and then when he goes to sanat kumara he says what is the use of any number of studies and um, he says all this is corresponding to the name it's like a name like i have studied so much this much knowledge this is just like a name giving a name to what you have achieved and studied and he says speech on the other hand is subtler than name because uh, whatever you know is be able to express express it. it only through speech but speech alone is not um, anything because what gives meaning to the speech is the mind because it translates your speech and possibly when you hear something when you hear somebody else speak that's what governs and um, you know um, brings emotions into you feelings into you so the mind is greater than this, than speech then he says yes the mind can be controlled with will power so if you have the will we have that famous uh, abhyasa in chanchalam hi mana krishna says the mind is very uh, turbulent but he says if you have the will and through practice abhyasa you can conquer you can conquer the mind so that will is greater than the mind then what do you do with that will see when you have some memories which are experiences which really um, with a clear mind as you said when when we don't have too many thoughts clogging our mind the memories of such experiences is what will bring about that will in mm. us i think uh, one more way of looking at it of course mm. even in the same uh, upanishad vaini swami gives that example mm. that w- if you're a scholar you've learned all of these things mm-hmm. swami says death is the equalizer you know exactly. it's the leveler because at death mm. after death you lose all your knowledge and it, it goes right. mm. so swami says what is important is to collect that knowledge that becomes part of your memory which mm. travels with you over mm. births mm. and swami says that is chitta 
and then swami explains that any decision that you make is based on the memory when you say uh, you know vasanas or when you talk about the impulses which guide you to you have fear of something you have liking towards something you know your adventures or, or you know you want to be in your comfort zone all of this comes because of that influence of the chitta mm. and swami says that you know collect that knowledge which will get embedded in this chitta and which will influence that will you exactly. know that will to do or will to have it and will to struggle uh, strive whatever it is what is an experience without memory right like you cannot have an experience if unless there is memory suppose uh, i am experiencing something wonderful but if i don't have memory of it um, the experience is lost <laughs> <laughs> so you know so subtler than memory is meditation what swami says and of course swami has spoken extensively about meditation says concentration contemplation meditation which is the highest form of trying to feel that oneness so through meditation and swami has spoken uh, in dhyanavahini swami has given details of how we could do meditation that experience of oneness with the lord and you know first you see the lord as you see the chosen form and utter the chosen name of your lord and then you feel that oneness with the lord that meditation is got through chitta shuddhi and when you get that awareness that is gyana that is the knowledge that is a spiritual knowledge so he says beyond meditation is gyana then comes this beautiful part of water he says water is greater than gyana you know this is a point where uh, like last time we we paused and wondered mm-hmm. what it actually meant but in other references like the upanishad vaini swami has said water is essential for life so unless in fact you can um, as the next paragraph says you can actually live without food for few days but you can't live without water so even to get that wisdom go into meditation to have that memory to do have a will all that earlier steps you need to be alive mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you need water to be alive so water comes in there and um, then he says tejas is greater than water now tejas i'm looking at it as two aspects of course one is what i just discussed from the keno upanishad where swami the, says right. that tejas is the spiritual power of the atman very beautifully he says it is the eye of the eye it is right. the ear of the ear it's the tongue of the tongue so that is tejas and on the other hand you can consider tejas as fire as well so he says because water has come from fire the preceding the previous step is water fire is greater than water because water has come from fire and then of course that fire that life force that is the life force which is he says vidyulate it uh, lives like the lightning streak of light right? streak of lightning in our sushumna nadi and um, that is the life force of course all this is dependent on the atman which is the ultimate so this whole hierarchy of uh, then of course swami says in the end mm. when you understand the life force you will understand tatvamasi tatvamasi <laughs> <laughs> that's it mm. i think uh, in in the clips to follow swami explains a bit this particular paragraph yes and uh, of course the importance of prana importance of water and fire and tejas so i think we'll go to the next clip right oka chinna udaharanam a small example pachamu dinamulu manam aaharam ki teesukonu kinne pote 15 kadalu manlo chininchi potayi when we don't partake food for 15 days we lose 15 shades 
క్రమక్రమేణా మనం ఆహారం అధికం చేసుకున్నప్పుడు ఈ పదహారు కళలు కూడా మనలో ప్రవేశిస్తాయి అనగా దీని యొక్క అంతరార్థం ఏమిటి తప్పది ఎప్పుడు that indweller is kanutimpaka dehiki chaavu kuttukal moha nibandha bandhanalu mudralu levu the indweller has no birth or death he doesn't carry any stamp yemu chuda aa dehiye deva devu that indweller is god himself kanaka cheeninchetundi ee shariram nandu cheeninchinatundi yokka atma nirantaramu prakashisthu untundali atma shines effulgently permanently in the body which is temporary atti nitya satyamainatundi pranatattvanni artham chesukodaniki prayatninchamannadu you should make an effort to understand that the real truth that is permanent ade aruni tana kumarudainatundi shvetaketunaku edi nityamo edi satyamo denini telisukunte sarvamo telisukunna vaadu avutavo denini chusinaapudu sarvamo chusina vaadu avutavo danini gurtinchunayana ani prabodhinchadu the same thing is taught to the son of shvetaketu if you see that it amounts to seeing everything if you understand that it amounts to understanding everything in this world kanukane manavudu gurtinchavalsinatundi okkate so there is one thing that man has to recognize okkadanni manam gurtinchukunte anni andulo leenam ayipothayi if you understands one thing it amounts to understanding everything kanukane aa okkati emiti adi aatmatattvam what is that single one it is atmic nature ee naadu aatmavishwasam kolpothunnamu today we are losing self confidence aatmakaani anaatma bhavamulu anni kudunu manam telusukuntunnam we are understanding everything other than the atma manam cheyavalsina sadhana emiti ippudu what type of practice we should understand jnanama yogama japama tapama yagnama yagama kratula what is it that we should do is it meditation or penance or sacrifice or yagna or other kratulu ivi evi kaadu none of these ఒక్కటి మాత్రమే మనం గుర్తించాలి వన్ ఫ్యాక్ట్ వి షుడ్ రియలైజ్ అనాత్మ భావాన్ని వదిలిపెడితే ఆత్మ మనకు సాక్షాత్కారమే అవుతుంది వెన్ వన్స్ వేర్ అవే ఫ్రమ్ దాట్ విచ్ ఇస్ సెపరేట్స్ అస్ ఫ్రమ్ ఆత్మ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ ఇస్ అండర్స్టాండ్ ఏ సాధనలు చేయనక్కర్లేదు యు డోంట్ నీడ్ టు డు అదర్ ప్రాక్టీస్ ఈ సాధనలు అన్నీ కూడాను కేవలము అల్పమైనటువంటి మనస్తృప్తి కోసం చేసేటువంటివి ఆల్ ప్రాక్టీసెస్ ఆర్ అండర్టేకెన్ ఫర్ సెల్ఫ్ సటిస్ఫాక్షన్ ఓన్లీ ఈ చేసే సాధనలు అన్నీ కూడాను మనసు ద్వారానే చేస్తున్నాం all practices we undertake with the help of the mind manasu dwarane chesesante sadhanalu manasunu ye vidhanga arikattagaladu those practices that you undertake with the mind how do you expect to control the mind donga dongalu pattagalada do you expect a thief to catch hold of another tane dongainappudu tanam taanu pattadaniki em maatramo prayatinchadu he being himself a thief he cannot catch hold of himself adhe vidhamgane manasu manasunu pattadaniki em maatramo prayatinchadu similarly mind can never understand the mind manasunu manamu amanaskam cheskovali we should make ourselves free from the mind amanaskamanaga emiti what do you mean by amanaskamo sankalpa rahitame amanaskamo the thoughtle absence of thought sankalpa rahita id amanaskamo karuka sankalpamulu manam kramakramina manu sannagilli punchukunte tappaga aa manasu yokka prabhavamu tagipothundi when thoughts subside the effect of the mind also will be on the decline kana manamu aatmavishwasamnu abhiruddhi gavinchukovalanukunnappudu 
ఈ దేహ మనోబుద్ధుల యొక్క ప్రభావములన్నిటిని కూడాను ఈ ఆత్మనందే లయం చేసుకుంటూ రావాలి we should understand the body the mind and ye sankalpam vachinappudiki vaatannitini kudunu aatmalo pravesh pettali whatever thoughts that emanate we should see that enter into aatma idi sariyena saayudhyamu this is real saayudhyamu ee saayudhyamu anetundi tattvamlo ekatvame manaku labhyam avutundi kaani bhinnatvam shunyam avutundi in this merger saayudhyamu we find only unity but not total diversity krishna yamuna kaveri ivanni kudunu pravahistuntayi రివర్స్లే గోదావరి కృష్ణ యమునా కావేరీ ఫ్లో కానీ ఈ ప్రవాహముల యొక్క రూపములు వేరువేరుగా కనిపిస్తాయి దే ఫ్లో ఇన్ డిఫరెంట్ ఫ్యాషన్స్ దీని యొక్క రుచులు కూడా వేరువేరుగా మనకు రూపొందుతాయి దే టేస్ ఆల్సో డిఫర్ అన్ని సముద్రంలో చేరిన తర్వాత వెన్ వన్స్ దే ఆల్ మర్జ్ ఇన్ ఓషన్ ఈ సర్వనదులు కూడాను తమ యొక్క రూపనామ రుచులు కోల్పోయి సముద్రం యొక్క రూపనామ రుచుల్నే పొందుతాయి ఆల్ రివర్స్ లూజ్ దేర్ నేమ్ అండ్ ఫామ్ అండ్ బికమ్ వన్ విత్ ది ఓషన్ అందులో చేరినప్పుడు తాను కూడా అందులో రూపాన్ని ధరిస్తాడు ఆత్మయందు సమస్త సంకల్పములు చేర్చినప్పుడు తాను ఆత్మగానే రూపొందుతాడు కనుక ఆత్మకానేది ఈ జగత్తులో మరొకటి లేదు దేర్ ఫోర్ ఇన్ దిస్ వరల్డ్ దేర్ నథింగ్ అదర్ దాన్ ఆత్మ దైవము కానిది ఈ జగత్తులో మరొకటి లేదు దేర్ నథింగ్ అదర్ దాన్ ద డివైన్ సర్వము దైవమైనప్పటికీ మనము దైవ దృష్టితో మనం చూడటం లేదు లోక దృష్టితో చూస్తున్నాం దో ఎవ్రీథింగ్ ఇస్ డివైన్ వి డోంట్ లుక్ ఇన్ దట్ వే బట్ వి లుక్ ఇట్ ఫ్రమ్ దృష్టిలో చూసినంత కాలము కూడా ఆత్మతత్వం మనకు అర్థం కాదు సో లాంగ్ యు లుక్ ఎట్ థింగ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ది వరల్డ్ పాయింట్ యు కెనాట్ అండర్స్టాండ్ ఉదాహరణం హిర్ ఇస్ ఎ స్మాల్ ఎగ్జాంపుల్ దీనిని టమ్లర్ రూపంలో చూసినంత వరకు కూడాను ఇది టమ్లర్ గానే కనిపిస్తుంది so long you look at it in the form of a tumbler it appears so ee tumbler denito cheyabadi untundadi with what material it is made up of vendito cheyabadi untundadi it is made up of silver ee vendi drushti chusinappudu tumbler manaku gurtukuradu when you look at it from the standpoint of silver you don't look at it as tumbler marokati oka tirupatike vellam like inke vidhame chetralike vellam another thing like tirupati other pilgrim center you visited oka swarupam manaku kanipistundi you witnessed a form swarupamunandu drishti unchinanta varaku kudanu aa swarupam ye yokka padartham tho cheyabadindi anetondi manaku telle e maatramu teliyadu so long your looks are cast on the form you are not bothered of the material it is made up of drishyam painne manamu idi pettinappudu adi kevalam roopam maatrame kanipistundi when once you concentrate on the form you find that form only kaani aa roopam deniche cheyabadinadi ani ఆధారమైనటువంటి భూతం పైన మనం దృష్టి ఉంచినప్పుడు రాయి కనిపిస్తుంది కానీ స్వరూపం కనిపించదు ఈనాడు రూపనామంతో కూడినటువంటి జగత్తు పైన మన దృష్టిని ప్రసరింపజేస్తున్నాయి పంచభూతములు యొక్క స్వరూపమే ఆల్ దీస్ ఆర్ ద ఫార్మ్స్ ఆఫ్ 
ఈ పంచభూతములు కూడా ఎక్కడ చేరుకుంటున్నాయి కేవలం ఆత్మ ఎందుకున్నటువంటి అంశములే మనం చక్కగా అర్థం చేసుకుంటే ఇవన్నీ కూడా సులభంగా మనకు అర్థం అవుతాయి ఎన్ని రకములైనటువంటి జూయల్స్ అయినప్పటికీ అనగా ఆభరణములు ఉన్నప్పటికీ ఆధారభూతము బంగారు ఒక్కటే అనేటువంటి తెలుస్తుంది దీనిని ఆనాటి సాధకులు అందరు కూడాను మహర్షులు అందరు కూడాను ఏకత్వాన్ని ప్రబోధిస్తూ వచ్చారు శృంగారములు వేరు బంగారం ఒక్కటే ఆర్నమెంట్స్ మే బి డిఫరెంట్ బట్ గోల్డ్ ఈస్ వన్ పశుల వన్నెలు వేరు పాలు ఒక్కటే ద కలర్స్ ఆఫ్ ద కౌస్ మే బి డిఫరెంట్ బట్ జీవ జంతులు వేరు జీవుండు ఒక్కటే ద బీయింగ్స్ మే బి డిఫరెంట్ బట్ ఇన్వెలర్ జాతి నీతులు వేరు జన్మం ఒక్కటే ద నేషనాలిటీస్ మే బి డిఫరెంట్ దర్శనంబులు వేరు దైవంబు ఒక్కటే ది విజన్స్ మే బి డిఫరెంట్ గాడ్ ఈస్ వన్ పూల జాతులు వేరు పూజలు ఒక్కటే దేర్ మే బి డిఫరెంట్ ఫార్మ్స్ ఆఫ్ ఫ్లవర్స్ వర్షిప్ ఇస్ వన్ ఇయల్ ఏకను మానవులు తెలివి తప్పి బ్రతుకు కోసం బహుబాధ బద్దులై ఈ జీవనోపాధి నిమిత్తమై ఇన్ని రకములైనటువంటి యొక్క భావంను మనం పెంచుకొని మన జీవితాన్ని ఇచ్చించుకుంటున్నాం ఫర్ ది సేక్ ఆఫ్ లివింగ్ వీఆర్ లివింగ్ ఇన్ దిస్ డైవర్సిటీ థింకింగ్ ఆఫ్ ద ఫామ్ అండ్ నేమ్ అండ్ వేస్టింగ్ అవర్ లైఫ్ So, luckily, this clip has a lot of examples. <laughs> so, the theory section is over, I guess. Right. In fact, um, Swami starts with um, this um, beautiful analogy, of, a beautiful fact that um, if you don't have food for about a fortnight, 15 days, he says, the body gets weak and so does the prana. Right. But uh, you cannot stay without water. Then he mentions about ఉద్దాలకాన్ శ్వేతకేతు రైట్ ఐ థింక్ దాట్స్ అగైన్ ఫ్రమ్ ది చాండోగ్యూపనిషన్ మీన్ ఇన్ఫ్యాక్ట్ దిస్ ఎంటైర్ పార్ట్ ఇస్ మోరులెస్ వాట్ దాట్ కాన్వర్జేషన్ బిట్వీన్ ఉద్దాలక అండ్ శ్వేతకేతు ఇస్ ద స్టోరీ విచ్ స్వామి మెన్షన్స్ అబౌట్ ఇన్ దట్ చాప్టర్ ఇన్ ఇన్ ద ఉపనిషత్ వాహిని ఈ సెస్ దిస్ శ్వేతకేతు హూ ఇస్ ద సన్ ఆఫ్ ఉద్దాలక బికమ్స్ లేజీ and right. <laughs> he says he is uh, happily spending his time without studying a very beautiful point he says a brahman who does not study the vedas is only a brahman bandhu he is only a relative of brahmins <laughs> so uh, a student a brahmacharya a brahman who does not take to the study of scriptures is only a brahman bandhu he is just a relative of brahmins he is not a brahman himself mm-hmm. so uh, uddalaka say thinks that uh, he should be set right and he sends him for education to another guru so he goes there and um, by age of 23 or 24 right. so he mentions he right at the age of 12 he sent and he comes back after 12 years 12 years okay right. and he is mastered all the forms of knowledge and he's uh, come back uh, three times heavier in the head i suppose <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of ego and uh, he says i know everything and then this classic question is asked do you know that knowing which everything else is known <laughs> i don't know what shweta ketu saw at that time <laughs> right i mean this actually is a very very beautiful uh, concept in vedanta itself you know knowing that by knowing which everything is known everything else is and known like the first time i heard this mm. <laughs> interestingly mm-hmm. was from my chemistry teacher <laughs> is it 
you know narhari sir from uh-huh. vrindavan he used to tell us mm-hmm. how you should prepare for an exam okay <laughs> he said don't go around reading every fact in the textbook mm. you know learn that concept by learning which you understand the you know the subject very true so you should you should learn that in that way that is the whole idea all the problems and all the things are given so that you learn the concept mm-hmm. and after that of course when i read the source it is so beautiful because you know that's the perfect way in which this father is straightening his son because here is the exactly. head-weighted fellow hmm. and he's saying that have you learned everything he said yeah i have finished everything all that has to be learned and then hmm. father asks hmm. has your guru taught you that hmm. by knowing which you know everything and of course he uh, explains a little more i think by hmm. hearing which yes everything that needs to be heard is heard Mm. and al- almost like that <laughs> kung fu panda <laughs> you know you will hear everything you will see everything <laughs> once you have the dragon scroll have the dragon scroll <laughs> <laughs> that's right and it, ultimately what happens the dragon scroll just reflects you yourself right, right. Uh, it's a very beautiful movie actually absolutely in <laughs> fact you know uh, precisely shwetaketu is like till the previous moment he is he's full of ego and full of uh, himself mm. and suddenly he realizes oh, there is something which is so profound and i have not learned it right and he actually doesn't believe he says mm. how can there be anything like that how mm-hmm. can uh, knowing one thing give you the knowledge of everything i think i think then um, his father says stop your food okay, uh, okay. he says stop having food and um, so he stops having food at the end of 15 days when his father asks him questions he is not able to answer because he has no memory because he has no energy mm. and um, so because of lack of food he has no energy he has no memory everything is lost he, his father gave him permission to drink water so okay. basically he survived on water for 15 days mm-hmm. and um, for 15 days he just survived on water and um, he had no memory at all he just couldn't answer anything nothing came to his mind then his father said now we go and have food the mm. moment he had food his entire memory came back wow <laughs> so yeah, it's beautiful because the previous clip uh, what mm. we played last week precisely mm. what sami is telling exactly him, that uh, something's mm. with your life going away mm. the memory goes away mm. which means all the knowledge which you've gathered that goes away mm. i mean that's what uh, udalaka is demonstrating mm. because sami says that as you 15 days when you reduce your food right. the prana slowly reduces you know exactly. the uh, the effect or the effulgence of the prana reduces mm. when along with it the memory also diminishes my most <laughs> most scientific approach right it's absolutely a scientific approach you go experience it yourself and come right. back <laughs> <laughs> then i think udalaka starts teaching shwetaketu with um, um, many examples he gives him many many examples and some of the examples swami has quoted here but he has mentioned it more elaborately in that uh, upanishad vaini, vaini. Right. he says if you know the mud you're not concerned about the pots it's the clay it's the mud that makes the pots of different like the gold mm-hmm. it is one gold that makes the different bracelets and the ornaments then he gives this beautiful example of a banyan tree he says uh, where does this huge tree come from go and pick the fruit break the fruit and then he says what is inside he says a seed uh, there are many seeds you take one seed then you break that seed then he says what is inside he says nothing he says keep in mind that that nothing is the cause for this huge tree <laughs> i mean that what is contained in that small seed the whole tree is contained in the small seed and the seed is the cause for the whole tree so the manifested is from the unmanifested or the basis that is the atman right and another example he gives him is that of salt and water he says 
although you cannot put your hand and pick the salt the moment the salt is dissolved in water it becomes one with water <laughs> just by tasting it you know that's what he says you know when he mm. when he tells that if you know the mud the pots may be of different sizes but you know what the you know the pot the, is made of Adharam, so you know all the pots exactly he says if you know the mud you know all the pots if you know the gold you know all the ornaments all the ornaments so he says find out what is that hmm. which, which which makes this universe right which is which is giving rise to this universe so if you know this you know the universe you know everything hmm. Hmm. in fact uh, you know it's not a digression but the same teaching of udalaka to shwetaketu in the upanishad vaini there's another beautiful point he says what is this mud see you're talking of the mud and the pots mm-hmm. that mud is sat that is the truth he says that truth is is it is it exists so that isness he says that isness is the foundation of everything <laughs> that isness he says uh, the isness exists it exists basically the atman the uh, god atman brahma whatever we call exists without the necessity of the creation so he says the isness is always there when that isness is reflected on maya then the ishvara comes he says when that isness is reflected on maya that is the primal activity so right. because of that activity the entire creation starts and that is when ishvara takes up the creation of the entire universe with the five elements <laughs> <laughs> so was going back to, into this discourse yes the next part is actually very very important because swami mm. starts with that question the moment swami says that question uh, we're all wondering what is it because mm. swami says you know okay so this is it this mm. is the truth and this mm. is tat and this is uh, you know tvam mm-hmm. so swami says what should you do now mm. to achieve that right or to understand that or to be uh, to remain in that understanding mm-hmm. do you need to do tapam do you need to do uh, you know yagnas and yagas what is need to be done mm. and swami gives beautifully in just one sentence <laughs> the answer stop dwelling on things which are not related to the atman yes right reject whatever does not pertain to the atman right on one level we say everything is the atman then what is it that we have to reject like how we spoke of the sun and the millions of things that happened due to the sun this is uh, you know i think somewhere else in the same upanishad vaini gives a example there is the sun and um, there is uh, water in this pot the reflection of the sun is wa- is wavery it's not steady in the pot is it the fault of the sun it's not the fault of the sun uh, the water in the pot is is going up and down due to the wind and due to various factors so you cannot say that the sun is unsteady you cannot say because of the limitations of our senses and our perception we cannot say that the atman is not steady so when it's actually said remove what is not the atman he says don't limit it to the senses and to the mind you mm-hmm. have to go beyond mm-hmm. that right and of course in this part where swami says you know when when i was listening to this mm-hmm. uh and swami says let the mind dwell on things which are associated with the atman mm-hmm. going back to the same discourse i was telling about dhyanam and dhanyam swami says mm-hmm. swami says similarly everything which you do in life in this physical life is required for two things the gross and the subtle right so where is your focus swami mm. says that's what defines your you know you're living your life mm. so in that swami says even education mm. education is for life mm. education is also for a living 
सो वॉट आर यू परस्यूइंग एजुकेशन फॉर यू कैन स्टिल हैव एजुकेशन फॉर लाइफ एंड यूज इट फॉर अ लिविंग राइट बट इफ यू परस्यू एजुकेशन ओनली फॉर अ लिविंग दैट विल डिफाइन द वे यू परस्यू एजुकेशन सो सिमिलरली स्वामी इज सेंग स्वामी वुड ऑफन से दिस वॉट अबाउट द फूड यू ईट आर यू ईटिंग फूड फॉर द सेक ऑफ ईटिंग और आर यू ईटिंग फूड सो दैट यू नो द फूड इज नेसेसरी टू सस्टेन द बॉडी सो द बॉडी कैन बी यूज फॉर समथिंग नोबलर सो द वे यू अप्रोच एनी थिंग आई थिंक सिंपलेस वे आई कैन थिंक ऑफ स्वामी सेज यूर द बॉडी माइंड एंड द आत्मन इफ वी कैन आस्क अर सेल्फ हाउ मेनी एक्शन विच वी डू आर डन विद बिलीफ आई एम नॉट दिस बॉडी एंड आई एम नॉट दिस माइंड एक्जैक्टली you know whatever you do with greediness whatever you do with a selfish idea mm. you know i get into a transaction what do i gain out of it all of this results from the idea that i am this body and i am this mind yeah it 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 results from the idea that i am separate from the other person right exactly i am independent so you know then you are at a state where somebody is gaining um, happiness you are happy somebody is having um, pain then you are pain you become one with everybody right Back to I mean, again going back to the movies, hmm. there is this movie called Ivan Almighty. Yeah, <laughs> seen, you know where uh, God comes down and makes a congressman in the U.S. build an ark. Right, right, okay, right. At one point, he hmm. explains what is an ark. You know? Okay, he writes that A R K, hmm. and he says, "What is an ark actually?" Mm-hmm. He says, "A random act of kindness." Beautiful. beautiful. Okay, mm. that's what a random act of kindness. kindness. That's mm. what he says. and if you actually look at it mm. that's when like suppose i'm walking on the road mm-hmm. i am for no reason helping somebody who's never going to get back to me and help me in life correct so which means i'm doing it absolutely with you know nothing to gain nothing mm. to benefit this body or this mind let's say that nobody is going to see me and nobody is going to praise me or mm. some you know i do something i'm not even going to think about it later in the day and say i've i've done some goodness now even that would be like mm. some some gain for the mind mm. but, but a very random act of kindness and you just forget it completely when swami says you know do uh, selfless service and do without expecting anything mm. i think all of that is related to this what swami is saying can you do more and think more about that which is related to the atman no, oneness in, in the same example of giving something to somebody spontaneously i mean there is no mind there because right. you are not thinking you, you are not pausing you are not thinking because so when he says amanaska you have to go beyond the mind you have to actually it's prompted by the atman the action mm, is mean, directly prompted of course here uh, the translation was mm. in the state of mindlessness where Mm-hmm. you know you go beyond the thought but in telugu it was so beautiful no sankalpa rahitame amanaskamu swami mm-hmm. says that without any thought as you said mm-hmm. that spontaneity of you know that moment what it needs you do it mm-hmm. so that's what then he says all your sadhana all your thing is just for purity of mind the it's like the water in the vessel mm-hmm. and if the water in the vessel is turbulent it is dirty and it it's it's like the mirror the mind is like a mirror as swami told very beautifully in the 1990 series right. and uh, it has those three uh, reasons why it is uh, blocked vikshepa mala and mala vikshepa and avarna. avarna so the only thing we need to do is clean the mind and remove the mind then all our actions all our doings are directly prompted by the atman right hmm. 
well it's not only remove <laughs> that is the purpose of life it's not easily said <laughs> i mean in fact that's what swami says you know the will a thief ever want to catch himself arrest himself really the case of <laughs> i think the you know current situation be it in policy making everything right like for instance probably a little away from the topic mm. they saying that there's one thing if the policy makers in a country do mm-hmm. which will solve all our problems okay. that is to bring some kind of electoral reforms right you know they okay. want to change mm. a little uh, things in the election mm. but why would they do it <laughs> because they are the ones who are exploiting it Correct. and you're sending the same people to the legislature and you're mm. hoping that they will change mm. you know the way uh, we would do it, it it takes for a lot of goodness in fact <laughs> something again going away from the topic mm. there is this ted talk about i think he's he's the bhutanese prime minister mm-hmm. recently also somebody forwarded that in that he says they have a lot of love for their king okay in fact he says that people did not want uh, democracy mm-hmm. the king wanted democracy okay they were all very happy with monarchy mm. but the king said no no we should have democracy the mm. world is moving forward we should have democracy mm. and he created a constitution mm-hmm. where he added the clause that the people can impeach the king Wow. if they feel the king is not up, i mean imagine mm. the king uh, mm. introduces that in the constitution mm. and he says every king has to retire by the age of 65 wow <laughs> <laughs> right you know that's precisely what we are talking about here because when will the mind stand up and say let me control the mind hello you know? i am the culprit <laughs> <laughs> right you know that how will the mind get up and own up its Uh, mistakes right. mm. and of course ami says it's very difficult in fact uh, i don't know whether it's the 1990 series or in some other discourse mm-hmm. where swami tells how the mind will resist mm. uh, and even uh, some other writers uh, philosophers write about it how the mind will resist okay. and one classic example of that is you know all of us turn to spirituality mm-hmm. because we want to go beyond the mind mm. so the mind will tell you know till you go go after money mm. it will give you pride about being a rich man you go after knowledge it will give you the pride of being a knowledgeable person mm. when you turn to spirituality the mind will say all right yeah, <laughs> i am a spiritual, spiritual person <laughs> right you know how the mind <laughs> finds all kinds of uh, means to Correct. resist yeah and uh, in that 16 types of pride which swami mentions he says the most difficult and the ultimate pride is spiritual pride right if you think you are spiritual that's it that's the end of it <laughs> yeah i think it's ramesh balsekar who says you know mm-hmm. he says all of spirituality mm. is trying to convince the mind to commit suicide <laughs> that's true that's and true. he says the mind does not want to do that exactly so all your you know tarka all uh, you know your force mm. your cajoling everything mm. you use to mm. make this mind commit suicide <laughs> but at the same time you know how beautifully only like swami can explain he says the mind is like a small child it just wants to run around right run around the child is going to run around don't follow the child he says like the mother walking behind her child yes the mother will uh, leave the child but the child always knows the mother is there if the mother keeps running behind the child the child will run further if the mother just stands back the child will just look for some time around <laughs> it will come running back to the mother absolutely in, in <laughs> fact when you saying about that example of the sun mm-hmm. the sun is not responsible for what happens under its rays you know exactly the whole idea is that try to pretend like you are the you know sun try to pretend like you are detached at least to start with exactly yeah. no no in, that's what in one of uh, the discussions in the bhajan hall swami says live live with the uh, conviction that you are god Right. live let, right. let every action of yours 
you know be aligned to the idea that yes i am god then automatically you will start uh, falling i think that's what swami told uh, these if i'm not wrong the hyderabad youth mm-hmm. when they had an opportunity to be with swami they asked swami this question okay so swami you keep saying that we're all god and we should realize that we're god mm. it doesn't sound easy swami how do we get there mm. and swami very simply said you know what do i do mm. i keep saying no Mm. I'm God. I'm God. Mm. You also keep doing that. Beautiful. Of course, it's not just the saying, as uh, <laughs> Swami said in this discourse. Mm. That saying should express as mind, as memory, as thinking, as you know the that whole the will, can, right? Yeah. That will, everything, all that idea that I am God or I am everything is one should express itself in all of these things. Mm. You know. See, finally, yes. What is it that you should do? I mean, a question comes. Okay, fine. Uh, I have got this knowledge. What is it that I should do? Uh, there is a beautiful, you know. I, I'm sure you have seen that video of uh, Sarvapriyananda, Swami Sarvapriyananda, right. speaking to the IIT right, students right. in Kanpur. Very beautifully explains um, th- this whole concept. He says, "Your actions are prompted by your vasanas." Okay, those vasanas are not in your control. Okay, and by the time. you try to control the vasanas your action is done once the action is done then you regret it oh my god i just wish i had not done that mm-hmm. so he says now this is not uh, in your control the vasanas are not in your control the action happens and after the action is happened you cannot undo it it's uh, so he says then lord krishna i believe in the third chapter or so puts a beautiful clause in between he says between the uncontrollable uh, vasanas and the action which again is not controllable there is one stage raga dvesha <laughs> <laughs> he says you get a thought that is prompted by your vasanas but then you have the buddhi at that point raga and dvesha do i like you should go beyond likes and dislikes then you automatically your action will be in tune with the atman so mm-hmm. you know it's like what do i do i mean okay this is the concept this is the concept the concept is yes actually i am atman i every action i should do based on that mm-hmm. but then the mind mind is made up of these vasanas is guided by the vasanas the vasanas guide you okay do this because i like this i don't like this swami says you have to go beyond the mm-hmm. whole idea of like and dislike in fact uh, i think in another discourse swami says you know the when you say what am i supposed to do mm-hmm. very very beautifully four lines swami gives you know what each of us can start practicing mm. it's originally the words of chanakya i believe okay where the words are you know tyaja uh, durjana samsargam vaja sadhu samagamam kuru punyam kuru punyam ahuratram day and night do good deeds mm. you know deeds of selflessness deeds of goodness smara nitya smara nitya anityatam where swami says this you know mm. constantly ask yourself is this associated with the atman or not Correct. is this eternal or is it temporary beautiful yes that constantly doing that mm. because uh, i think in the same talk sarvapriyananda says you know mm. that Mm. small window which is available for you yes that will to you know follow or not follow that gets strengthened by satsang actually exactly the company that you keep mm. and I mean i would probably say that satsang is the company that you keep which will make you believe more that you're not this body and the mind correct in this context satsang means that mm. I mean, 
because yeah, it's it's a company of good thoughts rather right company it's, of good thoughts the mind should be in the company of good thoughts not uh, convincing itself that no no i am this body i am the senses the mind should be in the company of the good thoughts that i am the atman right that is i think that precisely that's what swami did you know i mean even before we started this program i was saying 1991 what were those kids thinking you know listening to all this but that is what swami did you know whether we are whether our minds you know mm. are prepared for this knowledge or not you're constantly being told this you constantly been told you know as part of your education right you're constantly told you're not this body you're not this mind you know this is you know your divine and there is only oneness and everything is one whether at that stage you're able to comprehend it or not mm. it becomes a fact which gets entrenched in your memory right. and as swami said memory is what rules your decisions right at some time this will actually wake up and uh, rule the kind of decisions that you make in life very true So I think in that way it is so beautiful to go back to Swami's discourses and listen to it again and again there is no distortion you know you are listening to it right from Swami's voice mm. I mean this is not Swami's work this is not Swami's interpretation exactly this is not a gospel which was heard by somebody and recorded very true I mean that's that's the power and the beauty of this whole thing you can listen to him actually listen to him right. his voice and what a beautiful thing it is to listen and and to contemplate shavanam and mananam right and as always with prayers that nididhyasanam happens yes so with that dear listeners we'll conclude this week's program on behalf of uh, sam prakash and myself we offer this humble effort at swami's lotus feet thank you all for being with us if you have any thoughts if you have any suggestions and if you have any thoughts to share on this discourse which we're talking you can write to listener at radiosai.org Thank you for being with us. Join us again next week. Jai Sai Ram. Sai Ram. You just heard an episode of a radio series. Shravanam, Mananam, Nididhyasanam. Listen, reflect and absorb. This is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7:30 p.m. by Radio Sai's Sai Prakash and Prem only on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony. Today's episode was first broadcast live on 7th April 2016. The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian Culture and Spirituality 1991. Dear listeners, to listen to the next part of this program, tune in same time next week. Please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program by writing to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashanthi Nilayam.